What's Yo. happening? Welcome everyone. Back again. Clear the haze, episode eighteen. One eight. Yes. Keep Back it going. Again. One <laughs> more time. We got the legendary Chris Giovanni with us today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Having me back. Yes. Always. Of yeah. course. And you got some. You got some entourage with you this time around. Yes, I got one of my clients, Donnie Payne, and his brother Byron. Nice. nice. This is the 30th interview I've done for this. <laughs> this, is third. Yeah. this is the third. So Chris is actually the first person to ever come on the show twice in one season, which is cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's an achievement. I yeah. think it's, it's kind of interesting. Fact. And one of only two to do it three times. So. That's true. Yeah. Kino's the only other person who's done yeah. it three times on the show. And yeah. those are also pretty interesting. So if you haven't checked out that series, go ahead and check that out. <laughs> Just like plug yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great, honestly. And we love having you here. Every time you come on, there's a whole bunch of people in our inbox like, oh, I'm trying to get rep- represented, blah, blah, blah. Like. <laughs> Listen and learn, then you can get represented. There you <laughs> go. There you well, go. Well, now we can talk about music. Then, yeah. You know? Yeah. So last time you alluded to you guys, CGM, doing music, and now you are. Yeah, we just released last week the official press article. Um, we now have officially a music department. We're looking for singers, songwriters, producers. We're trying to create a collective. So. Beautiful. Um, it's officially released. We're taking applications now, so I'm excited. Okay. okay. So, so you're looking for all types of artists or certain categories? Or yeah, like, like what, genres or... Well, um, right now, I'm very open. Um, I really would love some, some rap artists, some R&B, and uh, some country. Some country yeah. really shakes some things up for us. <laughs> well, you know, we're taking country back as far as you know 2019 goes and by back i mean black folks so you know country and hip-hop are intersecting and at this point it's gonna be like the next genre to explode it might be man it might it just might be that there's a new guy named willie something and i clicked his name because we had the same name and i wasn't expecting (laughs) it to be country but it was country and it was great i saved the song yeah. Not knowing that, hey, this is fire. Like, but honestly, I think just that's how many genres that we love come about. I mean, blues and jazz create a rock and roll. So yeah, you know. and the great thing about music is it's always evolving. Like, there's always going to be someone that's going to you know raise the bar. So yeah. I just hope they're on my roster. Let me ask you this: What would you prefer an artist to be like? Someone who makes you feel something, or someone who gets you moving? Right. Someone that makes you feel something, 100%. I mean, uh, music is about feel. So whenever I, if I have someone in the studio, you know, I want to feel every note. I want to feel that they put, you know, thought into Mm -hmm. the lyrics, you know. I want someone that's going to be around forever. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of mutually exclusive. Like, the, if you're feeling something, but it's not like deep, but it made you dance. Like, well, you just felt like dancing and that's what it made you feel. So there's value in any, any, you know, approach to the music that you, you go to. I mean, you can go to a club and dance off of anything. that got to be, it's going to be replayed. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to test if an artist is going to do well. Like just put your song on in a club and if people start dancing to it, then it's like, you got to hit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for mean, the first 10 seconds for the first day, yeah and then, then it's like, it off into the next track yeah yeah, yeah. it's gotta so, be memorable that's the thing he's talking about so you know? what are the what are your parameters for something that's going to be memorable and, and last a while um well as far as my requirements for our music division um definitely want someone that has experience on the stage or you know just some live performance mm-hmm. um i want to know that you can perform the song that you write yeah um i like you know Social media is becoming very huge. So even if they have a few covers, you know, something online that I could check out. And, you know, I might ask for a few samples of the work. I might say, hey, I want a song in 48 hours or maybe two verses to check out. So anyone that can, you know, quickly adapt is usually what I'm looking for. Mm. Okay. 
I feel like if you're in LA, you know how to adapt anyway. That's the only way to survive in this city. Mm -hmm. That's so cutthroat and everyone's out for themselves. It's like, nah, you got to go with the flow. If you can't go with the flow, you're not going to make it. Well, that's exactly what we talked about on our last episode with Jason. I mean, that was like a majority of the conversation we had was just learning how to adapt and really understanding that you have to adapt. Because some people, they're like, oh yeah, the adaptation is, is there and we have to do it. But then they don't do it because they're just talking about it. You know, it's just like... Don't spend all your time talking and thinking about it. Just just do it. You know, mm. just adapt. You yeah. know, it's just funny. Yeah. Um, that's really cool, man. I really like the fact that you're getting people who have already done stage work because that's such a huge part of that business that most people don't focus on. They're just like, I want to be my songs to be hits. And then it's like, all right, well, can you get in front of a stage, you know, with a thousand people and perform? And it's like and do it flawlessly to where they don't complain or want their money back. It's yeah. like. Can you? Or yeah. even if they have like you know some covers, like the, I mean, I prefer someone that's been on stage. But if they've never been on stage, you know, at least in the covers or the videos, you know, they have some star presence. You mm-hmm. know, I can see them being on the stage, even if they're not ready at the moment. So yeah, just something that just gives me the oomph to say, okay, I want to manage this career right. because I know this artist is going to bring a return. Yeah, something. So would you? Would you take a risk on an artist like like Bad Baby? Like so now we know, you know, she can carry a, a rap career and she's doing her thing and that's not how she came into the game, but she found her lane to to stick around. Would you would you go that route or you're just no way I can't take that um, risk? I would probably want to stick with someone that's not so much of a liability. Yeah. So <laughs> I would no. So the yeah. less controversy the yeah, better. Yeah, no know? fights. You don't want people who are a little ratchet. I mean, you know, it's a part of our it's a part of our industry, you know. Every day someone is getting into some kind of conflict to bring awareness to their name. But as far mm. as like me, particularly with an artist and I'm just starting off really with my music division. Kind of don't want too much controversy with it. So yeah, yeah, I would prefer a clean one and then just leave the, you know, the crazy stuff to yeah, the yeah. other people. Some people try and rely on I'm just gonna do something nuts and get my name out there, and then everything will just come after. But oh. you want someone that's focused on music, and then we'll create your buzz however we create it. But you need to be the star of yourself yeah to be noticed for your talent first i mean because the way our news cycle works is you know you can have breaking news one moment and it's good for three days and then they're on to the next you know tmz is constantly putting stuff out so if i have an artist i want to know they can sing more than they can just you know create some controversy for an article yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so who are you reaching out to in terms of potential suitor people you're 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 like you know well I, right now word? yeah right now we have um it's open to submissions so we started getting some i announced it last tuesday press party picked it up uh, a couple of days later and so it's been a lot of submissions coming in um like i said i'm just i have to really sit down and go through everyone um i have one producer signed to me already that i'll be announcing Tight. soon so um like I said, I'm just I'm really open right now to just all genres, particularly R and B, country, anyone that has like a good sound that I can just develop and get them out there. Yeah. Tight, tight. How about podcasts? I we had that discussion the last time. Yeah. I said whenever you guys are ready, you know, I'll sign a podcast to me. <laughs> hey, Chris hey, we'll, Giovanni's we'll, always bringing we'll, it yeah, to us. You man. know, bringing the heat. He's always awesome. Thank we'll you. So keep much. us on our toes. What, Thank you for that. What I did want to say was, um, you guys notice how he looks at the whole person, but he wants someone who's professionally clean cut, right? Like mm-hmm. he doesn't want someone who's just coming in a little like. Sure, your image looks great, but your professionalism is sloppy, right? So it's mm-hmm. like he wants someone who's coming at the industry and really wants it right no and, diamonds and, in the rough yeah i need to see this from afar well and not necessarily like it could be someone who maybe has this big dream and that motivates him that's great but he wants someone who's like you're you know like when we talked about acting have your reel have your headshots have mm. every like have your updated resume have things that we can see you in have things that we can talk about you mm. like like have press have things anything right like anything that is going to make you stand out right yeah. same thing with music it's like he's saying if you have any type of experience but have it all ready don't just like when you submit this submit it as if it's like you're submitting your life right in a way i don't know yeah. that's just the like in a way it's just it's a review it's a review of your career right and and in a way that's it's an interesting thing a lot of people put a thought and work into it it's just, it's the same way you would any other like like if it was a college application you'd put just as much time into that 
but he, that's all he wants. I don't just when you're going about it, Chris Giovanni is a very like he he wants the best. So make sure that you're ready. Like that's all I'm saying. Like, I I don't know why I wanted <laughs> to say that, but I just I just wanted to say that. Would you agree with that? Or? No, I totally agree. I mean, if you know you want to do something as a career, you know you have to show you know the facts about it like me as a manager like i know i'm gonna die doing this mm-hmm. so every day i'm gonna consistently look for new artists or i'm gonna put out promos or i'm going to research so i can know this industry like before i release this yeah this has been three years in the making wow i have been researching music i you know i might have family with a musical background but I've been researching this whole music industry before I officially said I'm going to represent artists because yeah. I don't want to do a disservice to anyone not being knowledgeable. And even with acting, before I became, you know, pretty much the, the, the acting manager per se, um, I researched that industry really well. I got to know different cast directors, different producers, studios, networks. Like, you have to be knowledgeable in order to develop a career. So if I'm doing that on my end, I expect the artists that I'm representing to do what they're going to do on their end. You know, Fair enough. write, you know, covers. You can't outshine and outwork your talent. Absolutely Ooh, no. That's Fish. good. Yeah. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. It's a 50%, you know, 50 50 effort. You know? Yeah. So my 50% is providing the opportunity and the guidance. Uh, the other 50% of it is your material and what you're bringing to the table. So that way it's a collaborative partnership. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what, what's your feel? Talking about you, if you wanna, if you wanna just no, hop I in, love, I would love to talk. I would love to talk. Okay. I'm very Definitely. excited. I'm very excited because I feel like this is the next chapter in the brand. Okay. And like I said, he's. We've been talking about doing this since I've met him, and I think that was in September when. And reintroduce yourself for the listeners. I'm Donald Payne, and I started being represented by Chris in September, and it's been a phenomenal experience. As everyone knows, he has a lot of information. And he's a very smart guy, and yeah take heed take yeah. heed i yeah, like that yeah. i like that and so how has he been instrumental in your growth so far well he has a lot of knowledge about the industry and i feel like it's easy to come out here and just say hey i want to do this yeah hey, i want to be an actor hey, i want to be single singer but actually having somebody that can guide you in the right direction like a manager is pivotal in hollywood because nice. you can go out and jump in the water and then make a whole bunch of mistakes but he made the mistakes so we don't have to make the mistakes beautiful you know what i'm saying like he's been that. doing it for seven years yeah and yeah He's one of the youngest managers ever. He actually, didn't you break a record for the youngest? Oh yeah, I was the um, I was the youngest talent manager in history to join the Talent Managers Association. Oh yeah. wow! So at, at 24. So. Wow, that's huge. That's yeah, huge. so I didn't even know you guys had like a guild. Yeah, I mean, you know, agents have the Association of Talent Agents. Uh, talent managers have the Talent Managers Association. So I knew that I wanted to join it, and you know. I hate to say it, but a lot of managers are like 40s, 50s, 60s yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just applied. And so in the beginning, it was a little bit rough because they're like, you know, this guy is 24. What, yeah. does he, what does he know? But when I got accepted, it was probably one of the most, you know, happiest moments of my life because that was like history for me. Yeah. Youngest history for ever. everyone. Yeah. 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 Not only to be, you know, I have to say it, not only to be young and black, yeah. but to also be young, black, and successful. Very yeah. rare. Very rare. Uh-huh. Well, I applaud you for that, man. Because yeah, that's applaud you for that. That's an achievement and a feat. So, you know, how long has this industry been happening? And it took Chris Giovanni to make that part happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to that, man. A lot of people come, fail, and never try again. And you came, said, I'm going to make it happen. Had made it happen, and now you're smashing the the game. The so, no, he's smashing you know. the ground, man. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, it's new stuff. records every day. So, yeah, hey, okay, dope, man. I love that. I really do. So, what what's next for you guys? Uh, my outside of your building your music division. So we've had a couple of things happen since we last spoke. Um, of course, the New York office is pretty much squared away. You know, nice. we have some New York actors that we're trying out. Um, and I'm going to be doing an open call over the summer there. So um, very excited about that. It's been, like I said, a learning experience having to learn the difference because L.A., you know, we're a little bit more glamorous. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's different than New York. New York is more gritty. So yeah. having to learn the new offices there and getting the feel for it, you know, it's been a lot. 
Um, we trialed out the UK. I did a soft run. Yeah. Um, because I was able to uh, reach a deal with the casting offices for, see, that's casting office, casting software services for the UK to get a license nice. to get the UK breakdowns, which is like the feature films and stuff that yeah. happened there. So we have five UK actors that we're working with now to kind of get a feel for it. It's way different having to learn equity and all those different rules and terms. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully by this September, I'll be fully versed in it in order to release, you know, a full roster. I'm definitely going nice. to the UK this summer to scout out locations as well. Okay. Um, I just, you know, I, I wake up every day. I'm just like, what can I do new for my business? And so it's always great to have, you know some goals to look forward to like yeah. i always tweet this like i'm definitely gonna be in four of 30 under 30 <laughs> I, I still i got i'm 27 i got two and a half three more years yeah i'm gonna do it so i believe it man that's so cool just to watch your progression and how rapidly it's happening i have no doubt that you'll be on that list Oh. And hopefully we're right behind you. So, you. Yeah. yeah. And I know in our previous conversation, we were talking about pilot season. Of yeah. course. Um, thank God that's almost over. That's been killing me. What <laughs> um, we did, we booked a series regular two weeks ago. Nice. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's on a major network. Uh, I can't say what it is, but it is uh, with Tyler Perry. Wow. Oh, nice. So um, it's, it's a big project. It's going to have a lot of press on it. So it was very interesting working with Tyler Perry's team and stuff yeah. to get the deal and finalize it. So, so all of that production is happening in Georgia? Yeah, it's going to happen in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yes, in his studio, yeah. so over the summer. So, Which is a beautiful facility. He just bought a bunch of airport hangers and was yeah. like, well, studio. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's super nice. You know, yeah. I definitely, I'm going to be there over the summer to oversee some things. So I'll be back and forth. That are should you, be fun, are, yeah. Are we going to see C-Gym Atlanta soon? Uh-oh. People have been asking for that. Uh, like, I'll get, I, I would say each week at least, Three to four actors asked me about Atlanta. Um, it's in the it's in the vicinity. It's, it's on the table. Um, I'm waiting to see what Atlanta does. Yeah, you know, uh, before I really get into a city, I like to make sure that it's going to be a return on investment. Yeah. Right. I think Atlanta's booming. Um, I just you know kind of like you know when it's too hot in the tub you just want to stick your yeah in yeah just mm-hmm. i'll probably have like i'll probably do a trial like maybe one to two actors and see how yeah. well it does so. and i mean it's a hotbed right now a lot of stuff is happening right yeah in that city overall and whatever you know medium you want to be in you know yeah. film television music anything but i i feel like if you if you stepped out there just simply even based on just cost of existing out there you can't help but be successful because oh it's cheap yeah it's cheap (laughs) it's It's cheap cheap. and everyone out there is hungry and they're hungry for success and because so many people are originating from atlanta everyone understands that it's possible to make it It, all it takes is just linking up with the right team so absolutely i mean atlanta like i said atlanta is definitely on my radar um it's just i had to be smart you know I'm, i'm young and right. I have no investors. All of, all of my business ventures have been funded by me. Wow. So offices, you know, breakdowns, everything has come out of my pocket. Yeah. So before I, you know, as an entrepreneur, you always have this thing in your head where it's like, okay, so if I put, you know, this amount of dollars in this, what yeah. is the return on investment am I going to get on it? Yeah. So before I go to Atlanta, I want to make sure that Atlanta is going to be worth it for me. So, right, and I know right. it will. Like I said, I look at, you know, Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, uh, Variety Insight, which tells me all the production value and everything yeah. that's happening. So, but at uh, the same time, you don't want to overextend, yeah. and and you know a lot of businesses fail because they grew too fast, and exactly. now they're exactly. not they're just milking money. Yeah. yeah, and every time I, I expand into a new city, I always do a soft trial to make sure it makes. Like when I did New York, mm-hmm. I soft trialed it before um, I went last summer. And this was on a whim because I was judging a competition for IMTA. Yeah. And so um, my business partner that went with me, uh, this was funny. I left her because we were at the we were at the Hilton Hotel. I left her. And I was like, I'm just gonna go explore the city. I'm just gonna go see some stuff. So I ended up going to three office spaces. Two I wasn't too happy with. It was a little shacky. Yeah. I wanted it to be in a safe location. Third one I went to was actually by Times Square. 
and it was just the the feel of it i loved it it was just like it felt so like at home it was safe yeah. like people can easily get there through train so after i toured it i was like what the hell i said Let's just <laughs> i signed it so i signed a 12-month lease at that location wow so yeah i mean it's just like i said i have to feel it and if it feels right that's yeah fine. and it's a lot of things just operate on vibes you know a, a vibe is important if you feel like it, like a lot of people say oh if you're you know you're walking somewhere and you feel like uncomfortable something weird is going on around you or about to so you need to just like listen your spidey senses are tingling mm-hmm. so i i appreciate that you understand the yeah. mechanics of riding the wave and understanding the vibe because it's important yeah you can plan and plan but if it doesn't feel right it's not it more than likely it's not going to go well so exactly that makes total sense yeah, I just want to make sure that all my locations are safe for mm-hmm. anyone that comes. It's easy to get to. Because um, like I said, I, before I did uh, my office in Century City, um, I was looking at downtown. And I was like, people are going to be late. It's one-way direction. Yeah. Like, it was just, I, I think of stuff like that. But now our, our location in L.A., it's attached to a mall. It has great parking. Yeah. You know, they can get Chick-fil-A before they meet with me or after. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's great. It's a win-win. You win. throw the Chick-fil-A in there, you can count me in for sure. Yeah. It's dangerous. I eat Chick-fil-A every day. <laughs> yeah. Man, look, I got so many rewards I need to cash in on right now. Oh, well, you need to give them to me. <laughs> I can use a few of them. <laughs> I know. We'll work something out. We'll work a deal. But uh, no, that's dope. It, I have a I have an interesting thought for you. So you know how like we were talking about this the other day. You know how Disney now owns Fox and now they pretty much make like around 40% of the original content is what they're saying. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you think if an actor develops a ter- like a bad relationship with them, do you think they could get blacklisted? Like like blacklisted from the network? I guess just blacklisted from like working. Like I feel like maybe I don't know. I like, mean, if you own forty percent of any market, that's a big chunk of yeah. people that you can tell. Hey, I don't like this guy, and if you don't like him, no one else likes him. That's just the industry. But you know, maybe you have a, a greater insight to that. I think when it comes to blacklisting, um, it's definitely it does happen, but I think it ranges in the severity of the issue. Mm. Um, there are certain you know actors who go into the room ill-prepared or they do something that's not you know conventional yeah for their audition and a casting office will remember that yeah and they won't call you in uh, and when it gets to like the networks and stuff like that it would have to be something huge that that person did like yeah. something like a, a viral rant <laughs> oh across. Yeah. dude uh, because the reason why they have to kind of take their hands off of it is because they live off of advertisers so. right you know, you can't necessarily have, you know, a homophobic or a racist rant yeah. and expect, um, you know, Dove Soap to want to still sponsor <laughs> it. You know, they're going to pull out of it, which is their millions and millions of dollars. Right. So that's the only thing I can see where a network would want to blacklist someone is if it's that severe. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So it's not going to ever be like a personal vendetta. Like, no, they're not going to say, This guy stole my oh. parking spot. Interesting. Yeah, they're not going to say, oh, such Johnny stole my parking spot, so yeah. you can't act in this feature film anymore. <laughs> no. so. That's good. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of checks and balances in place to curtail that kind of behavior. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, they have, when you have, I think we touched on this about testing for a network, mm-hmm. um, you're in front of literally 10 to 15 Honchos. Yeah. So there's 10 to 15 plus people making decisions on if you get that role. Wow. So if one person, they might have influence, but there's a board that has to say, okay, this person is right for that. Or no, this person's not going to be good for it. Mm. So, mm. Yeah. And you've sat in on some of those meetings, right? I have not. Um, I have had clients go to tests, yeah. which is where, you know, like I said, they perform for the networks yeah. and the executives to see if they go past it. I've had communications with uh, communication via email and phone with network executives. Um, I have uh, not been in a room yeah. uh, to discuss fate. Uh, most <laughs> managers don't. Yeah. Um, we usually just sit by the phone and just pray to God that our client books it. But, right, yeah, right. It's very, it's a very intimidating process. You know, with any actor, because it can it potentially change your life. These are three hundred to seven hundred thousand dollar deals on the table. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
That yeah. would change even the lower end of that. <laughs> I know. I'm like yeah. sitting there, like, wait, three hundred. I was like, yeah, that's great <laughs> for anybody. Because we, yeah. uh, the way it works for, I think I probably touched on this with the last uh, discussion about testing. Um, we know the offer before the actor goes to test for the series regular because we negotiate it. So basically, it's the test agreement that tells you the terms of what your actor is going to do, mm-hmm. um, their exclusivity, how much they're getting per episode. And so you're thinking in your head, like, oh, my God, $400,000. Yeah. Know, this is way better than a lot of stuff. But yeah. then it's like you have to wait to see if your actor does a great job. And then you have to talk to your actor because, you know, that's a lot of weight on their shoulders. Yeah. Like, our, our salary for a year or maybe even two years is on their hand in their hands right pretty much. So, right hmm. yeah it's an interesting process. do you wait do you wait to tell them how much they're gonna make after or before no i have to call them and tell them beforehand like i read their deal to them like oh really i'll say like okay so this is how much you're getting per episode mm-hmm. how many options which is where they just say if it's a six season order yeah um each year is an option for them so i'll okay. tell them how many options this season get or they get you know the guarantee per episode of course to make sure yeah. they get paid it's, it's so much that goes into it i couldn't let them go into it because if they didn't like the deal and they turned it down i would be pissed right yeah. right very pissed so what what's the threshold for like syndication and things like that it's just 100 episodes right um yeah it depends on the show mm-hmm. um I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but we're in pickup season, mm-hmm. which is where all the pilots that have been uh, shocked are are basically made to order. They've been are being decided right? on. Yeah. So um, it really, you know, one of the things, one of the shows that really hit me was, uh, you know, Jane the Virgin is getting a spinoff. Really? And I just really? knew. Yeah, unfortunately, not anymore. But I just knew that show was going to do well because I read the script. I had multiple clients audition for it. They didn't get it, but I thought it was going to be great. Yeah. Um, and last week, they announced that uh, CW axed it. Wow. wow. Yeah. Why? Um, I mean, CW has a lot of content, so I think basically they gauge on interest and what's, you know, financially viable for mm. them. Because you know? mm. they're hitting a like, good stride. They have, like, Riverdale, yeah, Riverdale. all kinds of stuff. Batwoman, Katie <laughs> yeah. Keene is coming out. Like, there's a lot of uh, good shows that yeah. Um, yeah. are coming out for CW. Dynasty's on CW, right? Is it on CW? Yeah, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I haven't. That's actually one show I've never had a client audition for. I've never watched Dynasty. I just saw that girl Liz, um, that girl Liz Ginnigan or something. I don't know. She's that girl from Victorious. I don't remember her. Yeah. Name. Oh, Elizabeth Gillies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw her at the gala and, she, and I took a picture with her. So I was like, oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's still cute. out here. Working. She's still out here, dude. She yeah. doesn't do anything. She literally was there. I just remember to be her seen. from like way back in like wimpy diary of a wimpy kid days or whatever. oh when she was a little kid right yeah, Yo, yeah. straight like way back when like Yo, you have straight. been working girl <laughs> yeah. Yo, so what many stuff. actors do like you know um that's one thing about this industry and i always tell my actors to stay you know stay encouraged because you could have a great series yeah and then you cannot work for three four years at mm. time but mm. you know um Really, with my actors, what I tell and teach them to do is to be entrepreneurs. You mm-hmm. know, you gotta have multiple things going to keep your your you know your. You gotta going. diversify because if you once you make it big, you can't necessarily go back to go bag at Trader Joe's. <laughs> nah, nah, you can't. You can't. So you have to continuously be a CEO. That's why you know, even not just with actors, but mm-hmm. just like you know, singers and stuff like Rihanna and, the, yeah. and the Fenty Beauty and all that, which like, is a great move for her because now she's set for life. She sure is. She, she will always be good. Yeah. So yeah. Once they, you have that, then it's like it's a. It becomes another set of income for you, so you don't have to worry about. Damn, I haven't booked in like three, four years. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't booked in three, four years. Doesn't that, matter. That passive income. You don't. You don't want to end up like Elvin from the Cosby's. You know, he made news last year for bagging at Trader Joe's, and bro, yeah. you were in the Cosby's. You're on the Cosby Show, bro. Like. But see what happens is you know, I, I I'm probably gonna catch a little bit of slack for this, but um, that age range is really difficult for actors like mm. African American, African American, 
uh, mid, late forties, fifties plus. Like that range is really difficult because there's not a lot of roles that come out in that caliber. Mm. And if they do, they're usually offered to you know your Denzels, your established actors. Right, right. What hits with him is like, yeah, you had a great role on the Cosby's, but it's like you know you haven't done enough in the media to stay relevant. Right, right. When your agent is trying to pitch you for this role, they're like. Why the hell would I go with yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just call Denzel and get you know guaranteed asses in the seat to watch the show. Guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed, because yeah. I can tell you, many people are gonna go see whatever he can do a Teletubbies reboot, and people if Denzel's in it, we're gonna go watch it. Yeah, Denzel, Will Smith, all of them have such a name to where it doesn't matter. Like Will Smith, you know, yeah. Will Smith can go from Bad Boys to Aladdin. Yeah. Like, which is crazy. He's like R rated to G. Doesn't exactly. matter. I'm yeah. there and everyone else is with me. Like let's yes, do name this. value. Name yeah. value. Bro, he's got the inside deals. He's gotta have the inside deals with the corporations. Like there there has to be a pool of people that they're just like, we can always go to them and if we like if you re- we really want them, we can offer them enough money and they'll probably take it. Right. Well like, there he's safe. He's a veteran. Yeah. People still like him a lot, even though he had that rough patch for a couple of years ago. People love him even more now since he rebranded and became a social media god. He's like dancing on top of the the <laughs> Paris uh, monuments and stuff. That, that's crazy. Like, who can do that? For but, the record, I, I call Will Smith an icon of YouTube, but I don't watch his videos. <laughs> I mean, he is an icon of YouTube. He Who else can just start? A channel and have a million followers in one day. I think he's at like, like eighteen million now. Yeah, like that. it's like something ridiculous. It's his, crazy. All his all his social media boosted just because of his. YouTube and on top too. of that, that's the crazy You part. spawn a whole lineage of talent between your son, your daughter, even yeah. even Ace. Like he's yeah. a DJ. I but, went to see him spin one time, and he was great. But but then get this. This is how crazy and smart Will Smith is because then he spawns off a TV show called Will Smith's Bucket List, which is literally just someone funded and gave him more money yeah. to go do cool stuff yeah. and that's just because he did it on his YouTube channel yeah. which goes to show if you, they're smart they're not just out here just like I just want to make money and be famous it's like no I thought about what I wanted to do yeah. and then I did it and made sure it was cool and people were funding it and wanted to see it and also I'm Will Smith so it's, it's like very you know, calculated <laughs> it's yeah. extremely calculated I mean it's that brings it back to entrepreneurship 101 it's like you have to establish proof of concept mm, um, yeah. the proof of concept is that he can he can get people watching him yeah. and he doesn't care that's the, that's another thing like he's gonna put things consistently out he doesn't think like oh is this gonna do well right he just throws right. it out there and so with proof of concept then you can pretty much get anyone on board if they say okay this got some traction to it yeah let's throw you know a couple million at it and put it on abc and see what it does for yeah. a season. Yeah. i mean how imagine how popular and successful and trustworthy you have to be for someone to green light a movie about you chasing yourself yeah and you're literally just watching two will smiths the whole time on on a screen for an hour and a half maybe two hours and he's that, got millions of people watching yeah that's crazy which one was that one it's coming out uh forget the oh yeah out. that's the one that has I, I was like wait that, yeah, yeah that movie yeah, and then it's coming that's out. the one that because but i mean out, right? he also did one by his dang self i am legend he oh was, yes, he was alone yes. the whole movie up until like the last 30 minutes yeah so i mean yeah. after earth was just him and Jaden. yeah although time. people were mad about yeah. that but you know Jaden didn't really want to do the the movie thing after a while. My favorite movie, and it's blanking me from uh, Will Smith and His Son. Pursuit of Happiness. Yes. Yes. I love that movie so so much. So Um, good. That was when Jaden was still precocious and cute. Like, okay. That was really (laughs) well executed, especially just to look at a story of a dad and his son. Yeah. Usually it's the mother and the son. Exactly. And it was a loving dad that did everything in his power to create a better life for mm. his son and he did it honestly i always remember the bathroom scene in that movie just yeah like, when he's that like holding is just like, the door closed yeah when he's holding oh, the, yeah, that yeah. moment is just so real you're just like snap man this man is breaking down yeah. but he has nothing else like it's like we trying. gotta sleep in this bathroom tonight but hey but that was the breakthrough because you know it's like after that he just said that's it yeah mm-hmm. no that was more. rock bottom he's like i got 40 dollars in my account i can't live like this i got a son we're gonna sell these x-ray machines and 
you know, went on and did something, mm-hmm. but he he made it. It's been a while. And, yeah, he uh, tried to get he... a job. I remember, oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it yeah. didn't pan out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It was kind of like they had the test. Yeah. Then, yeah. He, he was solving the Rubik's cube, which he really does, because you know Will Smith went. He had a full ride to MIT, and he turned it down. But apparently, he's like a genius, low key. I mean, I believe it. I mean, look at his career. He solves Rubik's cubes, Rubik's cubes in like sixty seconds. That's pretty good. Don't give me one. <laughs> it's gonna be a while for me too. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, it's too too much. Remember when people used to stack cups and then like yeah. de-stack them super fast? Like that. Ah. When I was a kid, I used to watch that and be like when it was high like when it reached yeah. its peak i was like this is the coolest thing and then like the next day i was like why why are people, why is this, why it's not that impressive it's just you're doing it fast and then after a while i'm like it all stopped when skrillex <laughs> you used know? that girl in his in his song where he's like yeah oh my god and then she's like stacked to it yeah <laughs> yeah i think i remember that it's crazy yeah, straight up that was nuts um yo chris uh, acting aside everything aside how's your how's your personal life like you know have you how you how's the dating world how's the la like how's the how's the road yeah, what's you know the scene like what's happening in yeah. your world um well not going into my day <laughs> hey. hey. i will definitely say that things have been fine i mean um uh, i'm gonna be on a vacation soon um oh nice i gotta pick where i'm going most likely to the uk because i want to visit yeah that's um, cool I've been good. I mean, I, I go out here and there, but it's just like pilot season just requires so much of you. Like, we're doing 12, 14 hour days in the office. And yeah. By the time I get out, all I want to do is just eat and sleep. I don't blame so, you. <laughs> now that, you know, summer's getting ready to pick up, of course, I'm going to be at the highlight room all the time. Um, definitely be back on the club scene. Nice. Where's that at? Um, I usually go everywhere. I go to highlight, of course, um, Bootsy Bellows. Um, Maybe those. Yeah. So like Sunset Strip area. Yeah. Sunset, Sunset Strip, Strip is good. One Oak. Yeah. Um, you know, just the. Yeah. Oh, you know, you got to be a baller to get up in One Oak. They don't just let anyone in, man. They, they give me the hardest time every time I pull up. And I'm I like, whoa. Some stories. Just, They're like, hey, you guys want to buy a table or? Oh, no. No <laughs> table with me. Everyone I know get me in. Really? Yeah. See, that's, that's the power that we're looking for. Yeah. But that's Hollywood. I mean, you get to know people yeah. and then the relationships form where it's like, you want to go out? Mm-hmm. And so now it's like I said, it's the summer. So we'll be able to, you know, hit multiple places. And that's why I tried to explain to one of my friends. He came out here and he just wanted to apply, apply, apply. And I was trying to explain, like, most of the time you're just a, a wasting your time. You're applying into a black hole because majority is about who you know. Yeah. Not apply what where? You know. Well, he does he does uh, motion graphics and stuff. Okay. So he's trying to just get into like those major companies and stuff. But you have to get out and network first, and then your skills will carry you further once you meet someone that can say, "Hey, let's try this out." Yeah, entertainment, anything entertainment wise, is very relationship based. Like yeah. even with us, like um, casting directors. They don't look at all those submissions. There's like mm-hmm. 80,000 80, actors in L.A. Wow. Like everyone is trying to get those roles. So we have to. So a lot of times we have to strategize. Like I have mm-hmm. to be like, OK, so I know this showrunner is on top of this show. Um, I know 5,000 actors are probably going for it. Maybe yeah. I need to just email or call this showrunner just to bypass all that. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to get seen. You know? Right, I'm right. just one management company out of a sea of thousands here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very heavily relationship-based. And if anyone is trying to break into a certain industry, I say before you even step your foot in there, mm-hmm. you need to research the top heads that are a part of it. Yeah. And then get to know them, get to know if they have your style there, if they fit you, then apply. Yeah, I always like to say, when I first came here, I started this job where I worked next to Fox Studios. And all these normal-looking people came into the computer store all the time. But when they would check their computers in or want to inquire about buying some stuff, we just like do a quick search of their name. And then it'd be like, oh, uh, studio head or like distribution exec Mm -hmm. or like all kinds of crazy people in crazy positions. And you have no idea. But once you get to know them, now you just unlock the sea of opportunity. And I think that 
figuring that out really helped me. It helped me get out of my shell of just yeah. like, you know, kind of uh, uh, introverted yeah. People person. People do that with me a lot. Um, yeah. Like, for instance, I, I, I have an article on my site where I write about how to build genuine relationships. Yeah. Um, I wrote that because, you know, everyone knows I'm a manager. Like, you can Google my name and see everything. So yeah. a lot of people will meet with me, and before they get to know me, they're talking about, oh, well, I'm an actor, and I did such and such. And mm. a lot of that time, that automatically blacklists them from my mind about right. representing them because I'm like okay, this is what you want. You right. know, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> if it's like, if they take the time and say like, hey, you know, you know, how is it being a manager? Or like, mm-hmm. what are your experiences? And I'll share my experiences. Right. And it becomes a genuine connection. Then I've signed people based off of how genuine they were with meeting me. So That's good. Yeah. That just goes to show all these fake people out here. Stop it we can see through it <laughs> like, it's it's easy i mean like it, they usually within the first 10 seconds like if any profession it just has to be me yeah. any industry professional uh cash directors associates label heads like they know when someone is you know bullshitting them. right they right. know that when someone wants something from them so if you like i say approach it like even like me i have to approach it in a way where it's like okay yeah. this is someone that i know is ahead of something um let me take time to get to know who they are and mm-hmm. then it might not be the second week it might not be a month it might be two months in yeah. where i'm like okay i i know them well enough to where i could say hey here are some suggestions for you maybe we can partner up so i think that's a good key that you bring up just cultivating a relationship because so many times people ruin their opportunity just by being so like, anxious about it and impatient like People don't want to be accosted, especially when they're not working and then you're trying to like blow them up about work. And no, back up. You need to just go ahead and get to know the person, make them want to hang out with you. And then eventually something can maybe come out of that. But just doing it the other way around and just rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, I know who I'm going to represent uh, within usually the first 15 seconds of meeting mm. them like i'll know from that conversation whether they're going to be a star i'll mm-hmm. know from that conversation if i'm going to waste some of my time even get to know them or um if you know usually the red flags come out really soon mm. yeah so, yeah if i hear anything like i want to be famous uh I, i'm here to become a star i I've, and i asked them like okay what have you done and it's nothing yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't want to be a star. You just want to be someone that's represented just right. to have, you know, just, just so to you have can say out. It. Yeah. So, like, oh, my manager, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. okay, we get it. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. That's our industry. But, like I said, genuine relationships are always huge. And it always pays out. Like, if you yeah. know someone, it's much better to ask if, you know, hey, this is what I'm working on mm-hmm. to get that kind of feedback. Because you want someone that cares at the end of right. the day, too. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people end up getting taken advantage of because they're so thirsty about it like that. Like it's a lot of predatory uh, managers and agencies out here. And if you aren't diligent about what you're doing and who you're signing with, you could end up being ass out for tons and tons of money mm-hmm. and hard and work. Scammed. Yeah, yeah. scam mostly. I mean, there are certain companies which I've always advised in all my podcasts and interviews Mm-hmm. Um, to never pay up front. Um, mm-hmm. You should never pay any kind of representation up front for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because we make money solely based off of if you book. Mm-hmm. So that's why we take the risk uh, on representing clients um, because it's a potential for a large payout. So yeah. if, you, if a company has to charge you up front, which is against the law, um, it shows that they're not doing well as a business. See, I had no idea that that was against the law. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that? Um, basically, uh, per California law, a representative, either an agent or manager, cannot charge any upfront fees at all. So say if, for example, uh, a model goes into a modeling agency and the modeling agency is like, hey, you need to get a test shoot done. You need to get some images. Mm-hmm. And they say, we have an in-house photographer that you can use. That's against the law. Mm. They can't do that because the agency is technically making money off of you in right. advance. Right. But an agency can say, hey, you need to get test, you get a test shoot done to build up your portfolio. Uh, here are some photographers that we recommend. They can mm. send a list. That's okay. To mm. do. Yeah. 
Same thing with acting. Acting, if uh, if, uh, an actor goes in and they're like, hey, we have an acting coach in-house, only 200 bucks, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. They can say, hey, we suggest this acting coach for you to work with that's Mm -hmm. been proven to be successful and let the actor make the decision on who they should go with. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I I can't even lie. When I first came out here years and years ago, I was a victim to one of those scams and as part i always say tell people you have to live here for a while and learn how to navigate all those scams because when you first come here everything's just so like blinding in terms of just like oh the potential stardom and like who you might run into and mm-hmm. all this crap and it's like once you settle in and you're like hmm maybe i shouldn't have paid for that hmm maybe i shouldn't do that like oh i shouldn't have been there like there's so many things that you just learn from just going through it mm-hmm. and if you can get the message and not have to go through it and learn from someone else's mistakes that's always 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 the best way of going about it mm-hmm. but unfortunately that i didn't have that option and i lucky for me i did i didn't end up staying with with that company but um they did get me initially and <laughs> <laughs> they got me they got me and you know I, I always think about that when i try to just encourage people to like never yeah. go that route i've had to cease and desist uh before because um a lot of times the major companies don't know when mm-hmm. the scams happen like for instance this was probably like three years ago um there was a, a gmail going around that was under my business name charging people 200 to $300 to audition. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, what? But um, the reason why I found out is an actress, uh, she filed a complaint against me. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I didn't charge you no $200, $300. But she yeah. had just wrote down basically everything that happened. And she, I, It came from this email address. So we had to cease and desist not only uh, Gmail to yeah. get that down, but also whoever was behind it. So um, that's why I have that long blurb on my website that right. says that you need to call us or we'll never do business outside of our legitimate channels. Yeah, Because it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating when you hear that someone is being scammed. Yeah, yeah. especially under the guise of your hard-earned yeah. name. Because they don't attack, you know, the person, whoever's behind it. Mm. They come at, you know, me. So yeah. Yeah. Like always she did. say research, call the numbers of the agencies if, you know, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. right. And they'll be able to verify legitimacy on hand. So that uh, that woman that ended up getting scammed, did, w- once you explained everything, how, how did she take the news after well, that? Well, I didn't talk to her after that. <laughs> He's like, her. it's not my problem. I sent <laughs> one response and I said I would take care of it and that was it. It was like uh, some random Gmail account with that's my, weird. my name. It that's was so strange. Frustrating. Yeah. It's very frustrating, but like I said, it, it requires the entertainer to be diligent. Like, if it sounds too good to be true, like, you know you're not going to get $25,000 from one shoot nah. you know, if you're not a celebrity. Right, right. So, it, it's just really just reading it and saying this does this make sense mm. it's so. funny we uh we got this dm in our uh instagram inbox and it was some some weird profile like sent us this long ass message and they're like do you want to join the illuminati like oh wow <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. text this number and we'll get back to you and we'll give you this payment and all this stuff it was it was so weird and, and yeah and well, unnecessary well what happened is i started doing a lot of marketing with our page so i've just been posting like on random hashtags like um hey there's a new episode about whatever the episode's about mm-hmm. um go check it out and a lot of people are very receptive to it because you just post it straight on whatever their latest picture is right yeah. so i just always refresh these major hashtags which is really cool because i mean our pages are doing well but you do get a lot of random people who just send you messages that you're like what is yeah. this and some on the flip side some good relationships have stemmed from that too yeah, some just good people. people genuinely interested in what we're doing and how they can be a part of it and stuff like that so it, it, there's there's definitely a duality to it there's two sides to it but there's two sides to everything i guess yeah so i mean yeah it's just really weeding out which ones make sense and which ones don't which yeah that's what i do every day yeah <laughs> well, that's why you get the, the big bucks man you know i'm trying to be at the my biggest goal is i wanted to be at the caa icm level yeah um, yeah i feel like 
everyone always tells me the advantage that I had was I started early, yeah, which is great. Um, but like I said, my goals for 30 is to, of course, be on Forbes 30 under 30. That's my number one. Mm-hmm. Second, to have multiple more offices, and three, just to have just a, a staff. Like, I always, my thing is, I've always hired people who are my age, yeah, um, because, um, you know, they don't really have that much opportunity. You know, right, a lot right. of the interviews that are at the level of like mine, you know, they're like, okay, how many movies have you booked? How mm-hmm. many television shows have you booked? But everyone that I have in my office, I personally trained nice. from no experience. Nice. So it's also always been great uh, to have. And like m- one girl in my office, her name is Shade. Um, it, she's been with me for three years. It was three years last week. We celebrated on Friday. Um, and she's. Booked, uh, Congratulations! So Lethal Weapon, SWAT, Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, wow. um, an upcoming um, pilot by uh, Lena. Um, she's done so much that it's really just like it, it amazes me. Uh, it's I funny see- you mentioned Fresh Off the Boat because I wanted to ask you a question okay. um, in terms of. So there's this thing going around right now about Constance Wu um, being essentially ungrateful that Fresh Off the Boat got renewed for another season, and she was. She was like, oh, I'm so pissed about it. And everyone's like, are you kidding me? Like, a lot of people would kill to be in your position right now. And then she had to come back and be like, oh, I was, I just meant I was upset that I have to, like, turn down this role I really wanted to, like, do this. And essentially saying the same thing. But I can break down that very easily. Yeah. So when you tie, when you sign on to a series, mm-hmm. um, they're very ironclad. Like, you really cannot do anything uh, until unless you're like Denzel or like a name to yeah. where they can really negotiate it, um, you're in that show wow. for a while, and they have options like I was speaking about earlier, where mm-hmm. it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. So they always will have the first option to pick her up, and she's probably pissed yeah. because the deal that she had to turn down was probably a lot more money than probably. what she's probably getting on that. Um, and there's turn like I said, it depends on how the actor brands themselves when they become a series regular. Because of course, more value you bring to the network, more value you have with your name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 more freedom you have when negotiating the agreement. So um, I can understand why she would be pissed. Uh, but then again, that's something that she needs to work out with her team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, I understand you were just in Crazy Rich Asians, big movie, blah blah blah. Well, this is kind of like what put you on the map. I mean, you got to still show love to your humble beginnings, even though you are probably losing a lot of extra new, brand new, fresh money that's coming at you. She's trying to Steve Carell, the fresh yeah, off the boat. Yeah, She's like, just going to leave and like the mic, they're going to take the mic off of her <laughs> and they're going to, the family's going to yeah. say bye to mom. But we, I mean, honestly, like we, that's even even like storyline wise that's two different situations because he was just a manager and she's the mom yeah. so you yeah. can't go anywhere no you definitely can't no, we're definitely, not gonna fresh prince this and recast like they're you know. definitely not going, they're <laughs> definitely not going to um especially if a show has proven success yeah um she's gonna be in that for a bit unless yeah. she like i said her team is able to negotiate like my, uh, without going too far into my deal that I did earlier, or mm-hmm. excuse me, last week, um, my client has options to do other shows in small capacities. But okay. It allows him, to, you know, leverage to yeah. really move and shake. But um, her, you know, like I said, you, you signed on for these options. You signed a contract to be um, at, you know, first refusal, which is basically the network is to decide they want to pick it up again. Mm-hmm. And they're deciding to pick it up. So she just has to live with it. I mean, she'll be okay. She can cry in her Lamborghini. Yeah, she's getting paid. So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, she, like I said, it becomes a thing of greediness. Too, right, you know? right. Once you start to get checks coming in and then you're getting mm. residuals from the shows mm. and everything, then you start to look at it like, damn, I could do that. I could do that. I could yeah. do that. But you still have to maintain loyalty to that show yeah. and also viewership to that show because yeah. you're going all these different places. You know, it takes eyes off of fresh off the boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. So. And uh, honestly, it could change overnight. Just look at Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Or uh, Taraji. Taraji, yeah. I have inside information. Taraji has a lot of feature films coming up. Okay. Um, and I, I, her team is amazing. Because yeah. Of course, Taraji has a name, but her team is extremely amazing to allow her to have so many 
one-off feature films outside of Empire. Empire is coming to a close, of course, but you know she still has a, a six-series option, so yeah. she has to fulfill that. But Taraji has so many movies. Uh, one movie, I had a child going as the son for her. Um, fortunately, he didn't get it, but it's like just to read that script. Like yeah. she's she's gonna be set past Empire. She mm-hmm. is good. Oh yeah, I can believe that. And I, you know, with Catherine Heigl, I was referring into the opposite direction where she was hot, and then her attitude kind of made people kind of like not want to deal with her to the point where she started she went from a-list actress to doing like commercials mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know, it's weird it'd be, it'd be, it would be like if you saw denzel in like a flonase commercial or something like what is going on right now but a lot of actors that age do that because you know denzel i always use this as an example yeah. denzel when he was in his 40s he had action movie after action yeah. movie and when you get older them knees start to buckle. You can't, <laughs> you can't hop off a building like that. Nah, you know? So that's why all. you see some of them doing the Capital One commercials. Yeah. Stuff. Well, well like Samuel a, Jackson does the Capital One yeah. commercials. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with commercials. Nah. Is if, if you know it, you're there's in my opinion there's like a list commercials too. Oh yeah, know? no, they have what is called overscale for commercials for mm. actors. So for instance, if you do a commercial. And it's on-camera principle for, like, a regular actor. You know, it, it could be a great payoff. It's a SAG National. Nice. But when it gets to celebrities, yeah. like, celebrities can go way over scale. Like, oh. you know, I'm talking about 100000 and up. So wow. there are certain commercials that where, you know, they're offered, like television shows. Like, when you have a series regular, it's offered out to certain people. Yeah. But certain commercials, they'll just say, okay, this one is we're looking for a host. Um, with a big personality, this is going to Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. Period. We're not looking at yeah. anyone else. Give Samuel two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Let him do that and yeah. let that recur for the next six to eight months on pickup. So wow. wow, yeah, that's it. On honestly, why not? If they're gonna pay you, you only got to be there for a day. Why not? Yeah, a couple hours. Honestly, because Julia Roberts got paid like a million dollars to be in some coffee commercial in Japan, and all she did was like take a sip and smile, and mm-hmm. that was it. But see, yeah, but the also the reason why they're getting so much is when you do a, a specific commercial and it pays a lot, yeah. they buy out exclusivity over it. Mm. So if you do, like I say, uh, let's do Target, for instance. If yeah. Target pays really well, like it's a national or something or a SAG, then you can't, they'll, they'll buy out quick service and, you know, Target like brands, so okay. you can't do Kmart. You yeah. can't do anything else that comes out. So that's why they get that large payout because it's basically saying we're holding this conflict for that product. Got You're it. not doing any of our competitors until we decide that you need to, which might be a year, it might be two years, three years. Oh, wow. Well, okay, so they, she's not doing any Starbucks commercials. Uh, depending on her deal, she probably won't because yeah. if they're paying her a million dollars, I know as a brand, I would not let her do Starbucks. <laughs> I wouldn't even let her do Duncan. Oh, man. Nah. <laughs> and America runs on it. Oops. Pay us for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what were you saying, Luigi? Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just, um, I was thinking about this earlier, man. All these white people at the very top, <laughs> especially in the unions, man. Um, what you were saying at the talent managers, how you're like, oh, it's not just these old 45, 50-year-old white men. My friend, um, she joined the Directors Guild as the youngest. She was like one of the youngest women to do it, and she's like 32. And she tells me she goes to all these panels and stuff, and she's like, oh, it's just all white men, and they're all old. Like, they've been doing this forever. And I'm like, well, they, they started the industry. It's like, that's what they did. But yeah. it's, it's very interesting to, to hear that, that you're, I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. That's probably, out of all the things we've talked about um, throughout this whole interview, that's probably the most interesting thing I think I've, I've heard you say. Just the fact that you were able to, to break ground and really, you know, move things around in that world. Because one person is all it takes to open a door. You know, moving and shaking. Exactly. I think the industry is definitely taking a diverse turn, which I'm very excited about. I mean, you look at different television shows and you're just like, wow, they're really testing the boundaries. Um, I still think we have a lot to learn as far as diversity with uh, entertainment. I think it will come soon. I think everyone, like I said earlier, everyone is just basically sticking their feet in the water to make sure it's, it's cool, but it's still a little bit hot. 
So, you know, I think one thing about me personally that I, I say about business and, you know, anyone that's young and diverse is, you know, not only to do things that helps benefit you, but what can you teach others or what can others learn from you? So nice. It's nice. always huge to me. You got to pay it for it. Pay it for it because when you end up paying it for it and that person knows or learns that trait or that tip, yeah. they can be, you don't know, they might benefit you. That's yeah. why I always treat everyone with respect yeah. or I always help them out because it's like you never know mm-hmm. who might be that next CEO that you're answering to. Exactly. And just to bring it full circle, I, I see that a lot in hip hop with like some older rappers. Like, for example, uh, Juicy J, he was like, okay. I'm going to give Wiz all this support and clout. And now he's essentially a member of Taylor Gang. So, you know, he's set. He's always going to be there for features. He's always there for tours. He's good. And it's just because he paid homage to the the young guys coming up. Because, I mean, you've had your time. You've done it. Now help someone do what you did. J-Lo and Cardi B. Exactly. You look at, like, that movie should be crazy yeah exactly i mean it's just it's so many different things that's why i said you know you want to make sure that you maintain respect on everyone because Mm. you never know who you're going to answer to there's certain assistants that i've talked to that were in casting offices and now they're casting directors now wow so nice that's awesome yeah that's how it works it's like hey i'm just calling to see if you guys got my guy yeah, beforehand I was asking them to reschedule appointments, and now I'm asking them to take a look at an actor to suggest <laughs> a network. So you know things change. Yeah, it so. does. It does. So don't you know talk down to those receptionists answering your calls. One day you're gonna have to answer theirs, and it ain't gonna be nice. Uh-huh. So yeah, look out. So before we let you guys go, I don't want to hold you too long, but. Did you have any suggestions or anything you wanted to just say? Any shout outs? Um, like I said, I'm very happy about the music division. That's been years in the making of just really trying to understand, you know, find studios and such. So now that that's wrapped about, I just definitely want to make sure that we get it out there that um, everyone can apply, apply at cgemmusic.com. Nice official website i'll uh, have all the details um i also released on our instagram page at c gym talent um the rules and guidelines on how mm-hmm. to apply um we're going to be taking a break from uh acting since in the season's getting ready to die right but we'll be back again for epic Sonic season so now will be the time to apply for you know actors on our page too also just want to thank you both for always allowing me to be on here and oh yeah it's fun yeah we gyms. have a great time every time yeah. yeah, it's always funny because I'm always like, what are we going to talk about? And then it just starts to steamroll out. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> spills out. The yeah. moment you sit down, I'm like, oh, I can ask you this, 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 this. It yeah. just rolls out with all of the information you give us. There's always just something to piggyback on. And I feel like every time you come, we and our listeners and everyone else involved just comes away a better person yeah. in terms of just the vibe that you leave us with but also with the wisdom and knowledge that you give us as well yeah. thanks because you know it's valuable couple of things also um thank you again yeah um i have a youtube series coming out the first episode will be on the 31st um, nice. i was debating about doing a youtube series because a lot of you know agents do it and they just sit in front of a you know camera and just talk about advice and i think that's yeah. boring yeah so mine's is going to be interviews so i have like a couple of close friends going it one of my friends nick roses is going to go on it a couple other managers and agents and i'm also making challenges mm-hmm. so um one episode of course is going to be me taking someone from the mall turning them into a commercial actor in less than 24 hours wow. so i have a bunch of photographers and stylists that I'm going to be working with to get that going into an episode. Yeah, I have a fun series that I'm doing with one of my clients. Um, It's called How Well Do I Know My Actor? Mm. Um, Which is where they're going to write a few things and throw it into a jar and then I have to pick it out and read the question and hopefully I know them well enough to answer (laughs) it. Um, Yeah, I just day in the life of the manager. I have confessional... Confessions of a Hollywood manager, yeah. which is where I really tackle the inside of the industry. Like mm. everyone sees the face value of it, but I'm going to show like conversations that I have, yeah. how difficult it is to get a client in, just that whole process. So yeah. 
that's cool and then i have my art of entrepreneurship 2 yeah. series coming out which is where i do like a intimate public speaking engagement i'm going to teach the business of wow, wow. So. don't miss that and this is all on the youtube channel yes yeah, so yeah. it'll be all on the youtube channel um the series will be in hollywood i have a studio that i use frequently my first session i did i just taught people how to you know start their own business llc yeah. versus s corps and stuff um, this one's going to be strictly about show business so i'm going to teach how to step your foot in it how to engage casting because you know a lot of cash versions don't want you talking to them yeah. i don't believe in that rule i think if you come here and you pay rent and you trying to survive you need to hit everyone up right so, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a bunch of stuff it's all gonna be on my website chrisgiovanni.com okay nice. okay so there it is we're gonna post chrisgiovanni.com we're gonna post cgmmusic.com and we're gonna post your instagram Yes, Instagram at Christiovani Two Eyes. All of my uh, social media is uh, at Christiovani Two Eyes. Two Eyes, don't forget it. Two yeah, eyes. and C Gem Talent, of course. Of yes. course, of but course. you guys can see that when you click down below. Yep. All right, it's guys. been awesome. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, man, we've been going for a while. This is yeah. a great episode. It just thank you. It, 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 the conversation is always really good with Chris. It's it's funny because yeah. like like I was saying earlier, it really is one of those things where I'm just like, what are we, what are we gonna talk about? And then it just happens. Heck now the yeah, the episode's yeah. about to end, and now I'm just like, on to the next one. What I was gonna think about for uh, part four real fast. Um, maybe we can get some people on social media to ask questions. We bring oh, yeah. those in. Yeah. Um, because I feel yeah. like other because I I've, me and Willie can only think of so many things. I feel like maybe. Yeah, but there's tons more people out there that have very specific questions that exactly. only you can answer. So exactly, yeah. You know, well, I, I think that would be fun. I'll put on the IG live for us. So okay, I have tons of actors and they just send DM questions. So that would be good. Yeah, that would tight, be awesome. Tight. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna make that happen. All right, it's guys. been dope. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Donnie. Thank you, Byron. Yeah, thank you guys Y'all so much for coming on the show. This was Clear the Haze, season three, episode eighteen. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Adios. Right. Bye.